You know something? You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, we would have given anything for that. And you know something? You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. I get no respect, gut buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is Brooks. And this is episode number 252. It's the year in review, 2004. Yes. Boy, I I love that number, 252. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a fine number. (laughs) Yeah. Brooks, what do you think? 252? Uh, five and twenty-five are my favorite numbers, so wow. it's right in. Wow. Just a little extra two on the end. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, fifty-two. For whatever reason, when I was a little kid, was the number I got a lot when I would like have to play like a team sport. Hmm. So I think I just I don't know. I, I just like it, and it flows. Brooks, uh, thank you so much for joining us for the first time. Happy to be here. Um. So tell people a little bit about yourself. We've talked to you on and off through, you know, social media, but what are you comfortable sharing with people? And also maybe like what's your what's your history with Nickelodeon here? Yeah, so I think I'll I try to put it in terms that I think people who listen to this podcast uh, can sort of, you know, category categorize me by. Um, so I was I'm born in 82. So I grew up really in the Nick golden years. So, you know, by the time. It was, you know, 1990, I'm eight years old. That's really when sort of, you know, Nickelodeon was coming to its real heyday. Um, so, like, watching Snick on Saturday nights with my brother and my two best friends are, like, some of my favorite memories. I think, at least so people can give a little bit of judge on me, my favorite shows on Nickelodeon, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, and then the rest of the top six is Sue Your Shorts, Guts, Clarissa Explains It All. Secret Life of Alex Mack, and obviously Pete and Pete, I felt like if I didn't put that there, you guys might just put me <laughs> off in the first couple minutes. Honestly, um, no. That's a strong five yeah. with or without Pete and Pete. Uh, I like it. Yeah. And and that's actually a show that I've come to appreciate more in adulthood than when I was, you know, eight, nine, mm. ten years old. Yeah. Um, and then a quick rundown on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Favorites, Super Specs, Dark Music, Old Man Corcoran. My guilty pleasures. I think you guys know this from probably my answers. Jake the Snake and Tail of Badge. It's just like I could watch those almost every day and still just laugh at how ridiculous they are. Um, and my Ferguson is Final Wish. So I would say like Ooh. that's how people can get a sense of where I'm coming from on the Nickelodeon <laughs> stuff. Even though we won't talk about it a ton today. So. Is it is it a Bobcat thing, or you just don't like the story? A mix? What 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 about Final uh, Wish? Yeah, the the main character, the girl, it just like. Like a little whiny for my tastes, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, so Super Specs is your number one? Yeah. Yeah. It's close between that and Dark Music. But the first yeah. time they revealed those black figures, I remember how, like, how much that kind of freaked me out. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Andrew's smiling ear to ear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, very cool. Um, so then uh, you said, are you afraid of the dark is your one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like now, is, away. is there a 90s Nick show that you're just kind of uh, not into? Just one that has never been for you? Ferguson. Uh, I can't think of one that I really like. I think by the time I, you know, I stopped watching it like in kind of in junior high. So like by yeah. the time like SpongeBob, even Hey Arnold and all that came around, like I was too old to really watch Nickelodeon. So like I don't have, of the classics that I can think of. There's not one that I'm like, you know, if it was on, I'd change the channel type deal. Okay, so we'll just we'll just pencil you in for Brothers Garcia. I, I have no idea. What that is. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then it's safe. It's safe. Um, well, uh, before we get going, uh, I just wanted to mention here that uh, th- we started up a Patreon. Um, we have our first episode out. Uh, Andrew, what, what did we talk about? Um, M. Night Shyamalan's filmography and yeah. uh, his newest movie in particular. <laughs> yeah, knock at the cabin. Uh, it, it was a fun episode, though. Go it was fun. Knight's whole, uh, whole career. Yeah, totally. Um, and if you want to support us, uh, like Brooks, you do, which we so much appreciate. Yeah, happy to. Um, you can find us on Patreon, Big Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, there's two tiers right now. There's a $5 tier, which we call our Gary tier, which will give you exclusive episodes not uh, released on sites like spotify or uh, apple uh, podcasts you can only get it there um and there's also the betty ann tier uh which uh, for 14 dollars will give you you know you'll get some merch i just saw some shirts andrew drafted up that we haven't posted yet that are i like i want them Uh, so i'm excited to share those uh we'll send out goodies those people can also request specific episodes and or be on those episodes um so hopefully uh if you're if you're interested, it's a great way to support us. It's been six years. I think we've tried to resist asking for any kind of money, but uh, as time goes on, uh, we grow tired, older, and uh, any any little bit helps. <laughs> as as a fairly long time listener, I, I I think like a lot of people found you guys during the pandemic. Like we've got our share of free enjoyment. I think we can kind of get a little into the kitty and support the cause going forward. Yeah. Uh, Really appreciated it. Um, thanks, Brooks. Uh, besides Brooks, also shout out to Clayton, Tim, Ted, Kev, Kevin, Kara, Katie, Vaughn, Jordan, uh, Brad, Allie, and Brian. Um, you know, I, we weren't sure if anybody would uh, chime in. So the fact that we already have a, a crew here on Patreon is really cool. And again, uh, just a nice way to support us if you're interested. Yeah. Um, Andrew, we're talking 2004. What mm-hmm. are our categories? Uh, we're going to be talking movies, TV shows, albums, songs, video games, books, and events. Yeah. And of course, I'll give you a dino count and a sports recap. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good one for New England fans. I'll say, yeah, that was a, a very popular pick in our events. Uh, as, as some Some Red Sox team, I guess. Um, but as, as our guest Brooks, uh, you get to pick, uh, what, what category would you like to start with? Uh, Let's start, let's start with songs. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll kick us off as I tend to, 
Uh, my top song for this year is The Walkman, Thinking of a Dream I Had. Just a like, kind of a total rocker through. Um, got some interesting synths in there. Um, it's just a really interesting sounding song. Goes up and down, kind of. Um, there's also a really great uh, music video for this. I don't know who made it. I'm not sure if it's official or what, but uh, it should be the first thing that comes up if you look for it. Um, just like. It's like uh, old, stock, like black and white stock footage um, put to the, and with this song put to it. It's just really great. Um, so, uh, highly recommend that. Thinking so I have to admit, I have to admit, I don't know that, who that is, but I'm curious, this is mm-hmm. a really question for the two of you. Like, I've as I've listened over time, like there's a lot of stuff that's a little out of the mainstream, I think, depending on what age you were at, in a certain year matters, but like, was there like a really strong kind of local like rock scene that some of these like bands are coming out of or that you that you sort of were influenced by kind of locally or is it just stuff that I just totally missed on a more national scale? Um, these guys in particular like got fairly big but like still big for an indie band I guess mm-hmm. like not really mainstream popular but um I mean we had we have a like uh, a few venues where a lot of bands came over the years that might have mm-hmm. played a big part in it like they were just available kind of yeah yeah there's a place near us called the grog shop uh which is like i think most bands know it nationally and it's not that big of a room and so like just a lot of cool acts would come through there i think we'd discover like opening acts which would go on to be kind of cool uh, yeah. um and we've talked about this before. We also in Cleveland had access to a Canadian music station called Much Music, which played yep. a lot of independent music. Um, and I don't think we knew that we were like kind of spoiled in having it. But yeah. as time goes on, you realize nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's become uh, pretty pretty apparent that we were lucky to have it, um, yeah. even if it makes us less relatable. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, can I ask you one thing before we move on? Yeah. Did you hear the story about Hamilton Lifehouser in the news this week? No. Really? No. Okay. I'm going to just read his tweet. <laughs> this became like a national story. Um, so this is the lead singer of the Walkman. He wrote, I just received uh, I just received package addressed to the current residence. Address was mine. Inside package are cremated remains of a man from October 2017. I do not know the man. I've lived here for six years. I got in touch with the funeral home, and the director is a effing a-hole. Doesn't give it, doesn't give a blank about this poor guy, and refuses to take the ashes back. Now I have this stranger's ashes in my kitchen. What should I do with them? <laughs> wow. I don't even. I don't know if I want to see the responses to that tweet. <laughs> 
apparently, the, they figured out the guy is named Walter, but like Hamilton Lighthouser had no idea who he was. I think he like just had his ashes sent to him or something. It's really weird. Uh, that's um, crazy. That's like a pretty good movie setup. Yeah, you know, exactly. I don't know where yeah. it goes. He goes but... on a journey to find the owner. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think this will start a trend of people just like putting in their will of like send my ashes to <laughs> I don't know like Tom Cruise <laughs> to, or to him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pick pick your celebrity. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, okay. Brooks, what was your favorite song of 04? Yeah. So it's probably a little kind of underground at the time uh, from a band cartel, which got a little bit of national. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Ransom. So it was actually off their first EP. Um, I, even like today, I can, it was like one of those songs you listen to like before a sports game or something it would kind of get me fired up. And it's still like one that I really, really enjoy listening to. He softly told you everything He never knew you didn't care Break his heart again Smile and prepare For all the words he screams I, I love the band. Uh, it's one of my favorite bands. I saw them play in Pittsburgh um, this summer with... Uh, Dashboard Confessional and mm. I forget the other guy's name that was playing Andrew McMahon I think right yeah, yeah. yep um, and I just I, I just love them as a whole and that was kind of a song off that first EP that I really really loved so cool I know of of the band but I, I'm not sure if I ever heard them but... oh yeah they were yeah, they, they were, were, they were, they were like, catchy yeah, their big hit was like honestly, like in two thousand six, it was like on MTV. It actually, I think cracked mm. the like Billboard Hot one hundred, but that was really it in terms of mainstream. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the, say the song name one more time? What is it? Uh, the ransom. The ransom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The ransom. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Um, well, my favorite song of two thousand four is by a band. That's near and dear to a lot of uh, kids from the 90s. That's the Magnetic Fields, uh, mm. who were featured prominently on Pete and Pete. But this song is from an album from 2004 called I. Um, every song on the album starts with the letter I. Uh, and this song is called I Don't Believe You. All about Buck, Butch, and Buzz. Now they were not like me because, but I don't. catchy song really upbeat for the magnetic fields they can sometimes be like a little dreary but um the song is really fun it's like a real peppin um uh, stefan's you know a real pep in his step here um i love the lyrics it, like just the title i don't believe you and when he sings it in the song it's just really cutting and uh i don't know i love this song i actually did a cover of it um because it's just one of my it's really one of my favorite songs ever i don't know andrew you know it yeah really like the song um i don't know i must have like went on a magnetic fields binge at some point uh, yeah because i don't think it's like in anything um yeah. but great song i knew it before your cover but then uh heard that and that was really great too um, yeah yeah. Really like yeah um 
I also went through, at the start of the pandemic, for whatever reason, when I started working at home, uh, like putting magnetic fields on in the background was very calming and helpful. Um, yeah, I just love them. They're, they're a band that like I can not listen to for years, and then I'll rediscover them all over again, and it'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you. Close call? Uh, yeah, my close call is this might be like the most popular song that I've had on my list. Uh, Modest Mouse, Float On. Oh man, so good. Yeah, yeah just great song. And that and really cool video for that too, actually. Uh, yeah, just uh, and it just like a weird one of those uh, songs that feels very weird for a mainstream popular for becoming a mainstream like popular song. Kind of, uh, but uh, yeah, great. Yeah, that you're right. It, it it's uh, as a song that became so famous, it felt like a little strange that so many people knew it. Like, Modest Man. Mouse is definitely one of those bands that, if not for the right break, we could be talking about now, and, you know, people would be like, who are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But that, yeah, that song just had, like, it just nailed both worlds of radio pop slash just, a, you know, a good tune. Yeah. Um, did you see the drummer of Modest Mouth died last month? No. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll keep That's the breaking news coming for all your yeah, bands thank you. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, okay, yeah, Float On, terrific pick. That would be my, let me look here, seventh favorite song of the year. Ah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, close call? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I had our time with this, but I really liked uh, New Deep by John Mayer. It's been fine. And then 100 Years to Live, Five for Fighting. Like, I don't, it's, it's a song that's like, every time I hear it, I really enjoy listening to it, even though it's not like on a playlist that I would have anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, those are the two that I had. Right on. You didn't get too mad at me on the previous year in reviews when I was doing a Five for Fighting impression of Superman? No, I, oh. I laugh at those things. <laughs> it's not a band that I'm like, I just, whenever it pops on, I, I enjoy it. Like I said, it's not a list I'm on, but I don't know, I just sure. like the song more. Sure. Cool. Cool. Um, my definitive close call is by a band called Rilo Kylie, uh, and the song is It's a Hit. just uh like lyrically this song is i love it so much it's like all over the place it's super conceptual super poppy 
Um, nowadays, the, the lead singer of Rilo Kylie, it, uh, her name's uh, Jenny Lewis. Uh, she has kind of her own successful solo career. Um, but of course, you know, this is Big Orange Couch. So the guitarist, Andrew, you know who it is? Um, yeah. Uh, Pinsky. Yeah, Pinsky. Blake's on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Pinsky from uh, Salute Your Shorts is the guitarist of Rilo Kylie. Um, and yeah, this album, More Adventurous, is really, really a fun, good album. Um, yeah, I loved it. In fact, uh, this, this band inspired the name of Chris and I when we roomed together in college, found a stray cat. And we, we took the cat in and we named her Rilo. She just passed away last year. Rest in peace, Rilo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I. For some reason, I don't like know that album that well, and I feel like that might be their most uh, well-known. Well, I think the one before this is pretty big too, mm-hmm. and the one after. I, I feel like there was a three-album run, uh, and this is in the middle. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, very good, Riley Kelly. Uh, any other songs you want to shout out? Um, not that I like. <laughs> <laughs> you only liked two songs this year? No, no, but I just those are the only ones that I like noted though. Okay, okay. Uh, Brooks, any other songs? Not really. Mostly in some of the albums that we'll talk about. Okay, hopefully. okay, cool. Uh, well, I'll do my top ten real fast here. Um, there's a English uh, number ten. This English kind of rap artist uh, named The Streets. Uh, the song's called Fit, but you know it. Uh, and it is. Are you smoking crack or Mike, something? Just leave it. Just leave we it. We cannot have that behavior in this establishment. It's not worth it, Mike. Just leave Don't it. touch me. It's not worth it. Don't touch me. Don't ch- look. I'm all right. Don't touch me. For a while there, I was thinking, yeah, but. What? Do you know the song, Andrew? I know it uh, somehow. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, that's your number. What? Number ten. Oh, number ten. ten. Okay. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. It's so. It's such a funny song. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Ted Leo and the Pharmacist, Me and Mia. Uh, this is a real rockin' tune. Love Ted Leo. Uh, number eight, The Vines, Ride. Uh, they're back. Poppy, great single. Uh, great video directed by Michelle Gondry. Um, they're in like this giant room with all these people also playing the song. Uh, number seven, Float On, Modest Mouse. Number six, Phantom Planet from their self-titled album, a song called Know It All. Uh, one word. Do you, what's your go-to on the Phantom Planet album? I was trying to decide that. I thought maybe it would be, maybe one of them would be on my top song, but uh, I just couldn't mm. pick. I, I I don't know. It was weird. Like I feel like I always had a couple that were the songs for me, but um, somehow I lost them. Well, it's a great one. Yeah. Uh, number five, My Apartment by Ben Queller, uh, an album that was recorded live, uh, but mm. sounds really good. Uh, number four, Sandre Lerche, uh, Stupid mm. Memory, just like yeah. a Beatles-esque song, uh, really catchy. And number six, Elliot Smith uh, on his re- last release uh, from A Basement on the Hill, the song is called King's Crossing, and it is uh, pretty heavy, pretty rocking. Uh, just sonically, I love the sound design of, of this song. 
So yeah. Okay. Uh, Ferguson's. Um, yeah, my Ferguson is Hoobastank the Reason. <laughs> oh! Uh, is, that the, is that the one that starts with... <laughs> is that the one that goes, I'm not a perfect person? Is that it? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, just well, another one of those songs, like, I keep doing this, that, um, was just everywhere it's still sort like i still hear it somehow places i'm just like what is this why does everyone love this you know it's fine it's like so middling to me i'm just like what is the deal here yeah i plus like it plus it's catchy enough that it's like it sticks in my head even though i don't like it you know which is annoying (laughs) uh i mean Hoobastank's got to be one of the worst band names ever. Oh, I don't even know what it is. What? Or, I don't know what <laughs> meaning? I or... just, I mean, just think about it. Hoobastank. It's such a bad name, right? I mean, it's not aesthetically appealing. Um. I also feel like I remember make people making a big deal about this album, the reason, um, because I think, or never mind. I'm thinking of Maroon Five. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Brooks, there was like a... a solid like four or five years, like Hoobastank and some of those other bands. There was like the same, like you almost could mix up the bands singing it. Yeah, but yeah. It was like major money to be made then. Oh, that yeah, for sure. for sure. And they and jumped Hoob... on that wagon. Yes, Hoobastank feels like they represent that maybe more than anyone. Of just like this genre is popular right now. Let's let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm looking at their albums. They have a 1998 album called They Sure Don't Make Basketball Shorts Like They Used To. And the cover is... This is horrifying. Um, okay. Uh, Brooks, did you have a Ferguson? Yeah, Hey Mama by the Black Eyed Peas. Another Ooh. song that I felt like was everywhere in commercials. And when I hear it now, like I listen to 90s on 9 XM. like uh, Yeah, 90s on 9 or, or the 2000s on, on 10 or whatever. And it's like right away I get a skip, skip, or back <laughs> one hour. I just can't do it. Yeah, just yeah. Was, like I don't, I don't, I don't have anything with, against the Black Eyed Peas, but I just it was everywhere, and I just yeah, I didn't care for it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Black Eyed Peas have a bunch of songs that were like super popular for a long period of time. I feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. I just realized I was just looking, and I just realized my pick came out in two thousand three. Uh, so um, I'll just go with Hoobastank too. <laughs> okay. Hoobastank sounds right. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. You guys, have oh, a guess as to what the top song uh, this year was? Ooh. Um, uh, hot one hundred. No. <laughs> No, I'm saying the Hot 100 top. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Billboard, whatever. End of year. Uh, 2004. It's sort of, I mean. Is it famous? Of. Like, Yeah, oh, it's famous. But, uh, you know. Is it? Is it a rock song? No. Really? Oh, hmm. Something by Usher? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that, yes, yeah. it's you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, his album was pretty big that year, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, ben, uh, our listener, Ben, also picked Yeah as his pick. Um, so did Quincy. Andrew, Brett, our friend Brett, picked Float On by uh, Mouse Mouse. Oh, 
Don't forget, uh, you know the other song that seemed like a spiritual brother to Flow Down was Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Meg picked that. A lot of people pick some uh, Green Day songs uh, from American Idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Andrew, where should we go next? Um, where should we go? Uh, let's do book. Okay. Um, mine, uh, I actually have mentioned before for, I forget what year, but it's Cloud Atlas, David Mitchell. Um, there was a Wachowski movie based on it, sort of. Um, anyway, just like a book about multiple characters, like, in different time periods and how things in their lives like kind of intersect and stuff um just kind of a a i don't know if i would say fun exactly but it's like an enjoyable read um and an interesting one like makes you think about um you know uh, both what's happening in these characters lives but also in life more broadly hmm I've never read Cloud Atlas, uh, but the movie, I, I thought the movie was kind of enjoyable. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I like the movie. Yeah. I feel like it was, uh, you know, one of those movies that just got uh, worse reviews than it deserved. I feel like it's, it's pretty far out that you picked this because I didn't know who wrote Cloud Atlas until a week ago. <laughs> uh, David Mitchell, is he a pretty famous author? I don't know his other work. Okay. The only reason I said this is because in um, uh, at my work, someone left a box of books in the like lounge of just like take these. And I picked up a book by David Mitchell just because I like the cover a lot. It's called Utopia mm-hmm. Avenue, um, which actually sounds cool. It's, it's about like yeah. a fictitious band. But then I uh, w- when I got home, I opened the book and saw that uh, he had signed it. It was like either like oh, a first whoa. or second edition. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. So, very weird. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Brooks' favorite book? Yeah, I to be honest, I had to go back and look. I was like, I don't remember what I re- read yeah. back then, but there's one that that I did remember reading, uh, "Between a Rock and a Hard Place," mm. Um, mm. which is about Aaron Ralston. That was the uh, the gentleman that got trapped for five days with his arm. Oh. Between yeah. the rocks and he had to cut off. It was a huge story. Yes. Uh, at the time. And I remember watching him talk about it on, I think it was on Letterman. And then I was like, I just, it's something that was like, try to put yourself in that situation and how we sort of went through it. So that is, I think that's the one book that I can remember reading. And it was, it was pretty, you know, a lot of it was, you got a lot more obviously background than what he talked about in the news, but, um, just like an amazing story to be able to just physically do that, like to physically like chop a piece of your arm off basically yeah. uh, is pretty wild to, to survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a really interesting story. I didn't realize there was a book um, about it. Yeah. I remember that story breaking when we were in high school, like him going missing and then the yeah. revelation uh, and then one of our best, our one of our best friends' last names also Ralston. So it just I remember thinking it was funny, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a very incredible story. Um, I haven't read that book, but I did enjoy the movie uh, about it. Um, yeah. uh, my favorite book of two thousand four is a 
now a very famous book. It's also Shay's pick. Uh, it's called Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Um, it is the book that the play was eventually based on. Um, but the book came book came out, of course, long before the play. Uh, I had read the book, you know, before the play. And, like, from the time I had read it, I was just like, this is just an incredible biography. Uh, biography. Um, so uh, I wouldn't recommend it unless you have a deep love of history. Chernow's books are uh, infamously very long, very dense. Uh, but his writing style makes it so that you don't get too bored um so alexander hamilton by ron chernow uh nice. close call uh, my close call is darkly dreaming dexter by jeff Lindsay. uh it's the book series that uh dexter was based on mm. um but the first book was like uh the first season followed the first book pretty closely um yeah. and the first book was very very good and I thought the first season was great. I mean, like, by far the best. Um, but, uh, and then after that, like, the books stray from the series. But, uh, you know, they're they're fun books. Uh, kind of cool. more, like, mainstream, like, uh, airport books, sort of. But uh, pretty fun. Cool. I, I didn't realize Dexter was based on a series. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Brooks, close call gonna pass the ball right back to you none there okay well then uh, i don't have one either uh so i'll just list uh some of our listeners favorite books uh stop me if you want to say anything about any of these but uh joey picked chronicles volume one by bob dylan uh, brett picked state of fear by michael Crichton. andy picked big bratty book of bart simpson mm. like you got that one you know that one I I'm not a hundred percent sure if I if I know that specific one, but oh, gotcha. I like okay. the Simpson books. Yeah, uh, Quincy picked the Batman Beyond guide, television guide. Um, Karuna picked the Automatic Millionaire. Dupree picked uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Katie picked the Grim Grotto, uh, Lemony Snickets. Nikki said any angsty teen book would have been her favorite from that year. Uh, Vince picked My Sister's Keeper. Brody picked The New Frontier by Darwin Crook. Uh, Stephanie picked Dressed Your Family in Corduroy and Denim by David Sedaris. Uh, and James picked 2666 by Roberto Bellano. Oh, and Katie picked, or Kate picked Dear Dumb Diary. I don't know if you guys know any of those. Don't Striking out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew, dare you have a Ferguson? I've got a Ferguson. Oh. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's dumb. It's by Sidney Sheldon, and it's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Ooh. I'm so annoyed at that coming up every time I search Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wow. Like, Get out of here. Sidney Sheldon? Yeah. Let's see what this is all about. Are you afraid of the dark? I've never read it, but I'm I don't think I will. It's too annoying. Okay, hold on. Alright, well it's got a pretty good score. Hold on. Oh, this cover. It looks like a legal. Yeah, it looks like a legal 
two gorgeous widows go up against a nefarious multinational think tank in this airbrushed but goofily entertaining thriller. A stain upon the name of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, so that's your Ferguson. I'm get uh, Brooks any Ferguson. Probably would be anything written by like a far right conservative author back then. You look at some of the titles now, and it just you kind of laugh at them, but not not <laughs> one that sticks out. <laughs> okay, like uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know. I, the Iraq War is great or something. Yeah. Uh, top selling book. You have any guess? This is guessable. Mm, Harry Potter. No. No. But. Just less guessable than that. Uh, have we said it? There was a big movie that, uh, very popular movie based off the book, stars one Tom Hanks. Hmm. Um, Bridge of Spies. Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know. The Da Vinci Code. By oh, Dan the Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code yeah. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. I was close, though, with Bridge of Spies, you have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> which now that i think of the coen brothers wrote okay <laughs> um uh let's move to interesting events my my mm. favorite category of late um <laughs> this is this category is packed for me this year i wow. i i still don't even really know what i'm gonna say here but um <laughs> interesting events andrew what do you got yeah i got a big one that's a personal one for me sure this is the year that uh, vitamin water released formula 50. We all remember the old game. Vitamins, water, repeat. Pfft. No thanks. Then we gave you vitamin water and changed the game. Hi, I'm Canadian celebrity Steve Nash. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever wanted to make your own flavor of vitamin water, but you didn't want to deal with the mess, the stress, the legal ramifications? Do you feel stuck in the past, wishing you had a new futuristic web 2.0 way to get your vitamins? The best flavor <laughs> they ever had. <laughs> oh my god. It was like a great... What are you talking about? Vitamin water. Um, you never had this? Formula 50? Yeah. I'm guessing I did if you loved it. It was Can like you a still 50 find it. Uh, no, they don't make it anymore. Because it was oh, like, okay. it, I'm assuming because of partly because of the 50 cent uh, crossover, like when he uh, left the company or whatever, um, they discontinued it. And it came back briefly, like I don't know, ten years ago probably. And uh, I got a case and enjoyed it <laughs> before it was officially. <laughs> Uh, discontinued again yeah i was but, just um, gonna say there's pi the pictures look very modern but you're right it's it's listed as unavailable yeah and i i'm not a big like drinker of things besides water but for some reason something about this flavor was so good um so that was a shame uh, when they got rid of it but it, but this was a great year <laughs> <laughs> wow not in a million years could would I have said Andrew's <laughs> event would have been vitamin formula mm. water. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying reading these reviews on Amazon. Someone gave it one star for being overpriced. I liked it. However, the only drawback was the fact that I received the naturally sweetened. I prefer mm. the original. Oh boy! Don't we all? Maybe it'll taste better with ice. The grape taste that grows on you. I have a. I have an cast that i have what 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 are people do people read what they write before they hit post 
I am pleased with my vitamin water and will continue to reorder it in the future. Three stars. (laughs) (laughs) Did 50 Cent own vitamin water? Uh, He had like a big stake in it. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. Interesting. Great, Andrew. Again, you have not let me down. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brooks, 2004. Yeah, you can't be from New England and not say the Red Sox come back win against the Yankees, mm. more specifically the, the Dave Roberts steal. Uh, Miller's still United. waiting for his first pitch. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. Now Miller will try to get him at least over to third base. will come to the plate the throw by Williams Bill Miller almost everyone in New England if you're a sports fan you you remember who that was and I know not to take too big a dig at you guys but I know you know a little bit about some some uh title droughts so 86 <laughs> years in the making uh yeah. we didn't know at the time they were going to win the World Series but it was just I mean it was just that fall those two two weeks of the ALCS and the World Series in New England, I had a bunch of friends who went to to University of New Hampshire, and I watched a couple of games down there, and it was just wild. I mean, just wild. Yes, uh, I remember. I remember both the Yankees and Cardinals series pretty pretty vividly. I, I Chris and I were dorming together. We had just started college, uh, and I remember us watching those series in the dorms. Um, very very exciting baseball. And uh, even though I do not like the Red Sox now, I, I was cheering for him that year. So. Um, that was also Shea, Brett, and Katie's pick. So you're not alone, Brooks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, oh. it's if you're like I said, if you're from New England, you're. I mean, you you have to put that there. Even even though we've been spoiled since with three more titles, I mean, I don't think there's anything <laughs> like that. That team, <laughs> the team of idiots, they call them. There was nothing, <laughs> nothing like those guys. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, so I usually don't go personal on my favorite thing of the year, but boy, 2004 is a pretty essential year in my life. Maybe one of the most important years of my life. Uh, so, you know, I would graduate, Andrew and I graduated high school, right? Yeah. We started college. Um, but some other things that happened that year besides those two major events, uh, Andrew, I don't know if you remember, we went to a Marcy Playground concert at a private mm. college. Yeah. And that was super I... memorable, both for the concert being great and for it being the scariest car ride of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before. There was like a hailstorm. Uh, our friend Brett was driving. And I mean, like, I was absolutely sure we were going to die. Um, uh, very... Yeah, it was pretty bad conditions. Yeah. But the maybe the but most a great concert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe my favorite thing from that year was our senior project. Mm, um, so yeah. at our at our school, uh, we were given uh, senior projects where you could pretty much pick uh, what you wanted to do for like the last month and a half of school, uh, and then you would report to that job. You would not report to high school. Um, and Andrew, me, Brett, and um, a buddy of ours from that back then that's never been on the podcast, Jamie, uh, decided we wanted to do something with film. So we were going to make our own movie. Somehow this was approved. 
Um, <laughs> and we spent essentially a month doing nothing. Uh, we sat at home. Oh, well, I don't think that's quite accurate. Is, is there a movie that exists? Yes. Uh, it's called <laughs> it's called Fez F E Z, but it's not out there. Like it, right, Andrew? It's not. No, I don't about. think so. Okay, but um, do you have a copy of it somewhere? Yes. I feel like all the Patreon <laughs> subscribers yeah, like you, have to see. you can you can put in a whole new level, a whole new level of subscribers, and they get access to that. <laughs> yes it would be like the zebo level or something of just like a hundred dollars if you want to watch fez once uh because <laughs> that's what it might take um yeah well maybe i'm over exaggerating a tad but not by much i remember we wrote I... the script pretty fast and we filmed it pretty fast for the amount yeah. of time we had uh yeah, I think we did a commendable job for the amount of time we had. I mean, we came out with like a hour, maybe ish, long movie. Yeah, um, no. What I'm saying though is we we did. We came out with an hour long yeah. movie, but we spent of the month and a half about a week working on it. Oh no, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, we definitely got together every day. Oh, we got together. How much of that was spent working is debatable, but. No, we played we GameCube. We went to Denny's. You know what? I was convinced of how how much work we did though when uh, we got to like the final thing, whatever we were showing our projects. And the other team, there was another group of kids that were doing a, a movie. movie. Yeah, and all they had was like five minutes of nothing, basically. Yeah, we had a completed movie. I was like, "Geez, we nailed this." <laughs> but their movie I feel like I'd be. Good. I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to the listeners if I didn't ask at least two questions. One, what's the 10 second premise of this film? And two, did you two actually star in the film? Uh, uh, go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> we did star in it. Um, the 10 second premise, uh, there, there were, there's two exchange students and, I forget what the exact story is. I feel like, like you could get into them... some trouble with that. <laughs> uh, it's two foreign exchange students go, coming to, they're all high schoolers because, you know, we're in high school. So yeah. it was like two American kids, two foreign exchange students. The kids are trying to show the foreign exchange students around, uh, but eventually decide they're more, <laughs> they're more work than they're worth and like eventually just drive them back to the airport because they don't feel like taking <laughs> care of them. Well, one of them is trying to kill me, I think. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Lars is trying to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then we like and then like I maybe find out. I mean, it's hard to there it's like even watching it, it's hard to tell what exactly the story is. <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, most of it's like the scenes are like us, like the foreign exchange who are our friends and us hanging out like legit like playing you know video games or watching movies like there's scenes where we're just doing that yeah, um yeah. and i think you and brett are really the stars of the movie like brett is trying to kill you um, oh yeah yeah so and i think me and jamie are just kind of there a little bit but well, that i mean for us that that really was probably the correct uh event pick oh, i mean that's that yeah. was really better than formula 50 i like formula 50 but that was a more oh. eventful thing. Yeah, Fez is kind of legendary in our immediate group of friends. Um, 
it's again not good. I do think the soundtrack's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's like a few like little things that turned out like a few little moments that I was like, oh, that looks better than I thought it was going to. You know? Yeah, like the car chase. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you guys had a stunt budget and everything, huh? Jeez. What kind of high Jamie, school did you go to? Jamie's dad had a Cadillac, and I remember we couldn't believe it. He's like, I'll, I'll let my dad borrow his Cadillac. And we, I was, I just felt like the, we're in over our heads here. We <laughs> we should not yeah. be doing this. But um, super memorable, just a great event. Um, yeah. The other yeah. event... I just want to mention real fast in my own personal life uh, when I was at college, of course it was the election of 2004 um, and they had a, an event for John Kerry at my school. Um, but instead of John Kerry, it was his kids. Uh, and then it was like some random celebrities, including Max Weinberg and <laughs> J- at the time, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, <laughs> and so I, I went to the event and then afterwards, there was kind of a meet and greet. I was mostly focused on trying to get to Max Weinberg, but apparently he booked it out. Like, he didn't say hi to anyone. Um, <laughs> um, so I went over to where Jake Gyllenhaal was, and he was being very nice, and he was talking to people. And my one of my favorite, this is like my only fun, real celebrity story, which is a kid walked up to him with a copy of The Day After Tomorrow and handed it to him for him to sign. And Jake went, how much did you pay for this? And the kid's like, oh, uh, I think like $20. And no joke, Jake Gyllenhaal pulls out his wallet and hands the kid a $20 bill and went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so I just. Awesome. Yeah. Just a very fun year. Just like lots yeah. of uh, memorable stories. No, no big downers. I guess I went through a breakup. But uh, mm. you know, I'll save that for the Patreon um, mm. therapy episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, before we move to close calls, you guys ready for a Dino count? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It's time for your Dino count. Seems like an average year. Uh, 23, <laughs> 23 discoveries. Uh, are made in 2004, um, including the Archeroce Raptor and the uh, Prenoceratops. Um, no, no real major ones, but those two stood out as uh, you know some some of uh, the bigger ones. Um, but you know, it's no 2003, that's for sure. Where nice. we're talking like 40 <laughs> some. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that's your Dino count. Uh, okay. Close call. Uh, yeah, you m- might have heard of this story. It, it's not like that it's good, but I just think it's fascinating. Uh, Marvin Heemeyer destroyed 13 buildings with his killdozer in Granbury, Colorado, with damages estimating or estimated at around $7 million. Um, he got to like, you've, have you ever heard this story? You guys? I don't think so. No, no. He, he got like in some uh, dispute with the powers that be in this town and uh, finally like after years of like fighting this legislation or whatever got to be too much and he created this like machine that just started like plowing through the buildings <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't end up like killing anybody or anything um, it just he just like took down a bunch of government buildings and like houses and stuff um, so anyway just weird I've heard of it. 
That's pretty incredible. Um, and I just also wanted to mention maybe my only sports one ever will, that will be on this podcast. Wow. Uh, Ken, Ken Griffey Jr. hitting his 500, 500th home run. Oh, I saw that. So cool. <laughs> Go, Griffey. <laughs> yeah. Brooks, are you a huge Griffey fan? No, not really. No. <laughs> I didn't even like his. I didn't like the video game back in the day either. Oh no, no Brooks! <laughs> I like. I was old school, like RBI baseball, mm. simulator yeah, baseball yeah. on Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, the first Griffey is about as close as you can get to that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was coming out right as I was kind of like. I feel like I was phasing out of video games. Mm. Okay. All right, we'll forgive you. Um, what is your close call? <laughs> Uh, mine is the infamous Howard Dean. Yeah. <laughs> um, during the presidential uh, uh, election or th- uh, leading up to the election, I actually so I worked as a, a reporter uh, for a daily newspaper in New Hampshire. And as you know, what the first uh, well, it's up for grabs now, but the first uh, primary in the nation, like every candidate comes here so many times. So we like I got one one time with most of the Democratic candidates, including Howard Dean that year, uh, just before in the fall of 2003. So then to just kind of like see that moment and then Dave Chappelle jump on it with the like reenactment of it. And then um, ironically, eight years later, I worked a summer at the White House and met with Howard Dean. It was a group that I was part of a scholarship thing and met with Howard Dean for like a breakfast when he was head of the dnc and i was like we were joking because it was like eight years later i had no idea that i would have been you know at the white house that summer you know obviously <laughs> he was running for president but we kind of just laughed a little bit about like campaigning in in the north country and all those small places that you go as a candidate early on in that process so um but yeah just to like hilarious even when i see it now i just like laugh at it because he's like i'm on the white house yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh it was it was immediately iconic like yeah uh a moment you know if fdr was there a moment that would live in infamy uh is dean scream andrew do you remember it fondly um fondly yeah Yeah, how you much sort of knew it? it was the end. It was the beginning of the end. <laughs> oh, for sure. It really, it's it really, you know, since it's the beginning of like the modern age of politics of like this one, this one guy in a moment of vulnerability, you know, just being a normal human, and it becomes this kind of meme, this immediate meme of like it doesn't matter if he won, lost, what he said that night. The only thing we care about is this weird scream and it will ruin any chance he has of ever becoming president. Uh, it seems like a, almost like a pivotal political moment. Everybody want to do your best Howard Dean? I think I already tried yeah, it twice. You... <laughs> I'll, I'll spare you guys for a third time. Andrew, you want to go for it? Uh, I, uh, you can go for it. Okay. Let me, let, let me I, try. Mean, I can tell you're dying. Let me try it. Well, oh man, what's he say? We're going to the White House. Is that what he says? Back to Washington D.C. to take over the White House. I think we're going and back to out. Washington D.C. to take over the White House. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Very good. Very good. Have you guys seen? Have you seen the Dave Chappelle reenactment of it? 
um, a long time ago. I think. Okay, you, ha- you after we get, you just have to go watch it. It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Ireland becoming the first country in the world to ban smoking in all workplaces, including bars and restaurants. I was opposed to the ban at the beginning because I thought it would lead to strife and problems in pubs between people who smoked and didn't smoke. But I actually believe that I'm, I'm amazed to be proved wrong and I'm delighted to be proved wrong because there is a live and let live attitude in the pubs. You can go into a pub now and you can enjoy a few drinks and there's no smell of smoke which is dreadful. It's in your clothes and all the whole lot. That's the best thing the, gov- the Irish government did. And it was them that started it to be the first kind of Kind of interesting. Cool. Way to go, yeah. Ireland. <laughs> nice. Um, I, re- I remember, like, they, they started banning, I think, in New Hampshire, maybe 06, 07 in Maine around then. But I remember when I first turned 21 and you would go out I've never had a cigarette in my entire life. And you would go out and you would come home and your shirt would literally smell like a pack of butts. It was the most yeah. annoying. Like when they passed that thing, it was like the greatest thing ever. I, I'm surprised I didn't didn't see that. But yeah, that was like one of the, I think, greatest things they finally did here. Yeah, uh, yeah. agreed. Agreed. Um, there's a lot of other events here uh, that some listeners picked or just some I noted being kind of iconic in 2004. Of course, mm-hmm. Jordan, Adventure USA, Quincy, and Dupree all mentioned the launch of Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, Andrew, do you realize that uh, that Facebook launched on your birthday? Oh, uh, I I might have seen it when I was looking up stuff for this, but uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, you've always been a huge Zuckerberg guy. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love him. Love him personally. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a big supporter of BOC. Refuses to join our Patreon, but loves BOC. Um, uh, Also, we have uh, Spirit, the NASA Mars rover, successfully landing on Mars. Uh, We have TV hostess Martha Stewart going to jail for insider trading. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the first images of a live giant squid in its natural habitat taken. Mm. Yeah, it seems crazy. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and then one that Joey and Andy also picked, uh, longtime Jeopardy champion Ken Jennings finally loses. Mm-hmm. He finishes with the largest game show winnings of all time at $2.5 million. Mm. Um, well, that gives away my Ferguson. Oh, no. Ken Jennings. What? Losing Jeopardy. Because you're upset about it? I was just fooling around. Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, that I, is my pick, but I mean, I was just... Well, what's the Ferguson about it? Uh, he lost after okay. such an incredible <laughs> streak. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. I thought you were just saying like, oh, how stupid Ken Jennings, but you're saying oh, you're no, sad no. he lost. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like an, a great, he seems like an awesome dude. I, I like him. Mm. He seems um, Oh wow! I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen much of him. I guess. Okay, you haven't been watching Jeopardy. No, I was gonna say he's he's made a pretty good. I mean, obviously he won some good money, but like, there's plenty of people that get sort of fame like that, especially around that time, like the Common Man, and then they just kind of vanish off into nowhere. But he's Mm. he's milked it pretty good for all these years. I mean, still hosting or was hosting right for a while. So oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. 
Um, did you have a Ferguson Brooks? I I did. I don't. I got two. Uh, the no weapons and mass destruction thing, obviously. Mm. But um, it's a, picking on you guys a little bit. But it was the ballot question in Ohio on gay marriage, which is likely what swung mm. the presidential election uh, in Bush's favor. So um, I think Massachusetts that year was the first state to have a legal uh, same sex marriage. So you had kind of like states going in very opposite directions. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of thought that 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 particular ballot question that obviously at the time was still really a polarizing question uh, kind of swung Ohio that that the other way that year. So you you guys got to vote right that first year. Yeah, that was uh, the that's first it. time I voted. Yeah. Not putting you on the spot, but, no, I, but no. I just I was just thinking when you no, trying to a... put the numbers together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I voted I mean, for uh, I voted for Wesley Clark. Yeah, <laughs> I think he got the first vote in New Hampshire. Like they have this one primary that's like way in the northern part. Oh yeah, yeah, I know about and that. Won yeah, it with like two votes to one or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. I just um, remember thinking like, well, we could use maybe a liberal general, like a military guy, as all this stuff is breaking loose. Um, what were you going to say, Andrew? Sh- I'm sure I had no idea what I was like doing at that time. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know if this was that measure, but there was something around this time, like our first time voting, I think that was worded like super weird. They always are. It's, yeah. it was like beyond, what I, it was just so annoying. It's like, it, a it was like multiple. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Anyway. Um, that, yeah, that's a good Ferguson. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, uh, mine is not nearly as important uh, <laughs> as anything you guys have said. Uh, but as my intro to today's episode referenced, uh, we have the passing of one of my favorite people ever, Rodney Dangerfield. Ah, uh, that was this year. Wow. Yeah. Poor Rodney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lady I mean, bugs. he had a pretty good run. But, yeah, he had. Yeah, right. he yeah. Had a, it's, he had a great yeah. run. Um, also other, you know, some famous passings, Ray Charles, Ronald Reagan, Mm -hmm. uh, Francis Crick, who helped develop the DNA strand or the discover, uh, Marlon Brando dies. Um, and then of course I, you know, I, I guess besides, um, Rodney Dangerfield, my actual one that I remember just being really devastated by was, uh, the tsunamis in, in Indonesia. Uh, in which 80,000 people were killed. Um, I just, I think that happened, it coincided with Christmas, and I just remember being like very sad for, I don't know, just was a sad story. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Let's take a look at some of our listener picks here. Okay. Uh, Ben mentions Jimmy Timmy Power Hour crossover. Hmm. Uh, Our friend Manny says he lost uh, nearly 80 pounds that year. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, good for you, Manny. Yeah. That's um, Vincenzo mentions the election of 2004. Um, for me, a utterly mm. depressing experience. <laughs> uh, the Statue of Liberty reopens to the public, picked by Richie. Oh, yeah. Andrew, you've been to the Statue of Liberty? I, uh, I've not been inside it. For okay. Sure. Brooks, have you been? I, uh, yeah, I, I had this like crazy free nine day trip to New York City when I was in high school from a friend who's 
uh, uncle was an actor there. So we did mm-hmm. everything, went to like four professional sports games, all five boroughs, and we got oh, out to the Statue of Liberty, Staten Island. Uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, where all the immigrants came in. Uh, Ellis, uh, Ellis Island. Ellis Island, there you go, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, right. cool, cool. You know, the first movie stunt ever was a guy parachuting off the Statue of Liberty. I, I did not know that. <laughs> I mean, okay, that sounds questionable, but what do you mean questionable? Well, what's considered a stunt? You know, like I, I mean, it was 1912. It had to be one of the first. Okay, if not, it, 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 I could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> I feel like you know, a wagon coming down the road and you jumping out of the way—that's a stunt. <laughs> All right, we'll talk. We'll we'll mark it for Patreon. We'll argue about the. <laughs> um. Uh, Brody mentions Killdozer, Marvin, Brad. Chappelle. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Kill, the Killdozer. Oh, <laughs> Killdozer. Okay, my bad. Uh, Brad, Chappelle Show, Season 2. Tim, NASA's Cassini enters Saturn's orbit. James mentioned John Peel died. I no longer had a reliable voice on the radio to tell me what to listen to. Um, Josh said winning the conference championship in basketball for the first time in my high school's history. That's very cool. Mm. Uh, Sid graduated. Congrats. Nikki got married. Pretty cool. Uh, Vaughn (laughs) mentions Polaroid told everyone to stop shaking their Polaroid pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Clayton mentions Mark Zuckerberg launching Facebook. And Kiaz Clown says my birthday celebration was pretty sick that year. (laughs) nice (laughs) uh any other uh obviously george w bush wins the election uh that year over john Kerry. um any other major major stuff uh no we had an olympic sort of random but the was the last time that the american men swept the individual sprints at the olympics so i don't know if we mentioned Hmm. the olympics that year Oh, cool. uh, they used to do it all the time, but they haven't done it since 2004. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Olympics, uh, pretty memorable. Um, all right, Brooks, where are we going next? Uh, let's go to TV shows. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Oof, uh, I feel like this was not a huge year for TV shows for me. But my top of the year was Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. It was a uh, animated show on Cartoon Network. Um, it was like this kid that was li- basically living at this uh, foster home, but like it was full of these weird creatures that were all imaginary friends. And this is like where they go to when they when their kid gets too old or whatever. Um, Anyway, just a really cool-looking show. Uh, the animation's great, and it was uh, just—it um, was like part of a just brief era where there was still some good kid shows being made. Like right around here, there was some weird stuff still getting out there, and this was one of them. Um, it was just a really fun one. I have no idea what the show is. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of it again? Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay. Is uh, okay. I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, take your sure. word for it. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, Brooks, what was your favorite of that year? Uh, not a new show. Uh, it's been mentioned though. Chappelle Show season two. Uh, mm. I just 
I that show at the time was just so like different and I guess cutting edge in comedy, probably a little bit too much on the edge. I'm not quite sure it could be shown on TV today, but he would just he like the the um, Howard Dean thing. Uh, he just able to like quickly turn things around on his show. The stuff with uh, Little John and the Yeah thing, and uh, <laughs> with Oprah, he just he just was like a, a genius in the moment. And that that show, I mean, I was at a trivia with some friends last night, and there are still like things that people will say, and then it'll just like trigger me to like say something from the thing, like even whatever twenty, however many years later. So by far, like one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and that season two has like a lot of really great skits in it. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a classic. There's yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but I mean, this feels like the most shows we've ever had of people submitting what they liked, mm. but, uh, I really think this might be like the worst year of TV we've had so far in our year in reviews. There's you just... could very well be right. I've there, been, I... There's a lot of uh, what I would say. My close car, close calls aren't really close calls. They're like more like guilty pleasures. So I'll talk mm, about yeah. it. But there is a lot of like bad stuff, but some like good bad stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, my pick uh, is shared with Clayton and James. Um, it's a British show where there's only six episodes. Uh, it's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Mm. Um, and this show is wild folks. Um, it is so funny. I mean, just, I mean, kills me. It's so funny. Uh, it's available widely. It's on Peacock. It's on Amazon prime. It's on Pluto. Um, it's, you can find it. It's out there. Only six episodes. Uh, this is a show that looks, you know, it's supposed to look as though it was shot in the eighties. Um, and, it's about it's like a show that's based on an author's book. So as you're watching this show, it's like a documentary where it intercuts to the author and the actors talking about like what the process was to make the show. Um, the show is set in a hospital. It's pretty much like a faux soap opera. Um, and I just it, it is so absurd. The acting on it is so funny. If you're a fan of um, what we do in the shadows, uh, one of the main characters, uh, played by Matt Barry, he's a main character on the show, um, and uh, I don't know, Dark Place. I feel like somehow, you know, there's only six episodes, so obviously very easy to miss. Um, but also, if you're just looking for a good laugh, it'll only take you, you know, a couple hours to watch all of it. So, Dark Place. Haven't seen it. Oh my um, gosh! But I'm, I'm. Uh... I want to. Yeah. It's filmed in a way that like the audio is slightly off from their mouths. <laughs> um, and while that can be like when I started, I'm like, I don't know if I can do how much of this I could do, but you just get so sucked in. Um, everything about it is made like so authentically, like it was filmed in the eighties. I'm Dr. Sanchez. You're a woman. Yes, I hope that's not a problem. Not at all. There's plenty of scared on the wall. This is the 20th century after all. Though some don't like to admit it. Welcome to Dark Place, Liz. My hand! Um, so. Love it. Very Interesting. Funny. Yeah. You yeah. can find it online somewhere right now? Uh, Peacock, Prime, or Pluto. Okay. Um, right. Or I'm sure you can probably find it on the internet. 
Um, but yeah, dark, dark place. Um, close calls. Um, yeah, I just got some that I'll just mention here. You guys probably, I'm sure don't have these, um, uh, Full Metal Alchemist is my official close call. This uh, it started this year in the United States, at least. Uh, an anime. Um, it's about these two brothers that start getting into alchemy, and it's like actually like in this world, it like works and does all kinds of crazy stuff. And like they lose his brother's body, and he gets stuck in this suit of armor. And so the show is kind of like them going. Uh, like traveling trying to figure out how to f- get his brother's body back um anyway very good uh very popular anime i'm sure plenty of people know this um but also just some other random ones uh deadwood came out that year very good show uh case closed another anime but this one's like a mystery thing um i just wanted to mention phil of the future i didn't necessarily like it but uh, it was a, a, a notable Disney Channel show. Yeah. Um, Entourage came out this year. Mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty divisive. But um, bi- Biggest Loser, I for some reason like really got into that right around here and was watching it for a bunch of seasons. Um, it's good. And uh, and Tom goes to the mayor. Came mm. out Andrew, I knew all the shows you just mentioned. Uh, okay. Did I say you wouldn't know? No, I but, meant some, you... but sometimes in TV, I don't, I'm not following oh, the shows oh, you're oh. talking about. No, but... you don't know Case Closed. Oh, Case Closed, I don't. You're right. You're right. Okay. What okay. is that? It's an anime. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, well, you mentioned Phil the Future. That was Richie and yeah. Katie's pick. Nice. Um, trying to see. Entourage was Ethan's pick. I think that's the only ones we have in common. Uh, but uh, Brooks, did you have a close call? Yeah, I think, like I said, they're kind of more in the guilty pleasures category, um, kind of in the the like run of Jake the Snake. Yeah. Um, so a couple, uh, the Catch a Predator. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh my that gosh, yes. that was like <laughs> cringeworthy, but like you, you kind of had to watch it once you started watching it. Oh my god, my oh, so yes, there was a marathon of To Catch a Predator on New Year's Eve one year. And I, I mean, I'm on record as hating New Year's Eve, but this New Year's Eve rocked. It was just like a full day of watching To Catch a Predator. Literally, I think at midnight, I flipped to a channel and then immediately once it hit midnight, flipped back. My favorite episode ever is when <laughs> there's a guy and the guy's already suspicious. So he's like kind of keeps passing by the house and like he can tell weird shit's going on. Uh, but he can't help himself and he eventually just pulls back up and gets out and gets arrested <laughs> and he like starts like screaming like i knew it i, knew it. <laughs> like, I like, think the like host of it didn't the host of it get in trouble for something no way i thought with like something with i don't know if it was underage but i think he got oh. in trouble with some sort of like uh some sort of sex offense. i could i could be wrong oh, but man. i thought i remember the original host of it but Gotcha. Oh, um, oh man, what a, what a another, show! Another one in that vein, pimp my ride on TV. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah, yes, this was on my list. 
if you like read the backstories about it, it was just like not surprisingly, they just did a bunch of stuff for the camera, yeah. And some of that stuff they would like put in the car and actually just like take it back, and then they wouldn't actually like fix the car, and make it like any better in the engine and stuff. So, like, they still had a hoopty, it just like you know had like a nice paint job in it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Yeah, and then two other quick ones. I, I actually did like uh, what I like about you. Uh, Wesley Jonathan, uh, he's like one of my favorite actors in City Guys when I was in high school. Uh, he's just hilarious on that show. Uh, Amanda Bynes is on that show too, so a little bit of Nickelodeon connection. Mm. And then the last guilty pleasure, Laguna Beach, I think. Mm. I'm curious what you guys thought of it because you were like, right? You, I think you're the same like age as them. Um, it was like... I don't want to say it was cutting edge, but it was, it like was the start of like this different type of reality scripted TV, uh, you know, that there were so many shows that branched off from it. So it's like, I wouldn't say it's a pioneering show, but it, it certainly had some impact on what, you know, popular television post that. But I'm, I'm curious, like you guys were, I think just gotten out of high school when it came out, like what was the take you guys' take on it? Did you watch it? Did you? think it was ridiculous oh we watched um (laughs) we had one friend in particular who loved and i mean like capital letters loved laguna beach so yeah we we watched we we watched it i i think i was not super into it but like it was kind of hypnotic like i once you started watching it was like oh yeah i'll just keep watching i guess yeah it had almost like a 15 effect where it's like you just can't help but be sucked in by like the nonsense drama that's yeah. going on yeah. uh it, well, it was yeah, also sorry. it was also nikki's pick yeah laguna beach uh my definitive close call is deadwood um mm, yeah this was also ally honky j and candace's pick um what a show I mean, just uh, so well made. It's a Western on HBO um, set in the town of Deadwood. It's partially based on a true story of the town. Um, There are some real, you know, some characters are based on real people. um, But the the dialogue of the show is really like watching a play. Um, They have this very particular vernacular. Um, The acting on it is top grade. I mean, Timothy Oliphant is, you know, kills it. And then... um, Oh, the bartender. I can't forget. I can't remember the actor's name, but um, he's just like the role yeah. of a lifetime type thing. Um, so good. Um, so yeah, Deadwood is my definitive. But I wanted to also shout out uh, the first forty-eight, which was Josh's pick, a show I also love to marathon. Really? What is it? The first forty-eight? Nah, I've never heard of it. It's a it's a show. It, like they follow police departments and like their attempt to solve like violent crimes in the first 48 hours oh (laughs) it's addicting trust me um another show i love to marathon wife swap i will not apologize (laughs) you guys never watched another one that like that Chappelle did a like excellent like parody on wife swap should be taken very seriously it's it's a no, no, no. Uh, I'm noted that Drake and Josh started that year. Probably the last mm. Nickelodeon show I had any familiarity with. Yeah. Um, 
And then, of course, the unfortunate event that was Joey, uh, the Friends spinoff. Ah, sure. Of course. Um, Some other uh, picks from listeners before we get to Ferguson. Uh, Boss, Raouz, Matthew, Tim, Andy all picked Justice League Unlimited. Um, Nice. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Brody picked Veronica Mars. Mm. Kev picked Samurai Champloo. Oh, I, th- I mean, that probably would have been my number one that I realized. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I mean, maybe it's another one of those situations where it like, came out in Japan that year or something, but uh, that show's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's Kev's pick. Um, I'm Drunk Man Sid and Dupree picked Lost, which is maybe the biggest show of the year or one of the biggest shows of the year. Never um, watched it. Oh, um, it, was, it, it wasn't for me, but, uh, mm. you know, big hit. Uh, Shay picked Ghost Hunters. Mm, sure. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I've uh, watched a lot of Ghost Hunters. <laughs> uh, Quincy and Katie picked Danny Phantom. Mm. Um, Joey picked Nightmare Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, oh, yeah. sure. Meg picked Rescue Me. Mm. Karuna picked I Love the 90s. Jordan, Adventure USA, and Brett picked House. And probably our most popular pick, I guess, would be uh, Ben, Stephanie, Vaughn, and Kate all picked Desperate Housewives. Wow. Which is a classic, for sure. They, I remember they had that one, if you remember, that it was controversial uh, commercial with one of the Desperate Housewives and T.O., Tara Owens. And she like mm. dropped her towel in the locker room, and he's like, "I'm gonna have to let the guys play without me or something like." That. Oh wow! I remember like the right wing sphere went like crazy about it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay. Well, uh, any Fergusons, Andrew? Yeah, uh, my Ferguson is drawn together. Um, animated yep. show on Comedy Central, like a parody. Um, people stuck in a house reality show. Yeah, cartoon parody reality Big show. Brother kind of. Yeah, but with cartoon characters. Um, just never, I just never liked it. Didn't hit my particular taste, I guess. No, I. Uh, well, this is Vince's pick. Sorry, Vincenzo. Mm-hmm. It's Sorry, also man. it's also my Ferguson. Um, I really wow. did not like that show. Damn. Yeah. Brooks, uh, The Apprentice. Oh, uh, sure. Mo- mostly because of the house. But you didn't like the production value either, did you? No, oh, I never. I uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Long before it was any sort of politics connected to it, I did. I just it wasn't for me. I didn't. Yeah. I never really cared for like the the celebrity type, uh, yeah. like reality shows. Although I'm watching the. The like special forces one right now. It's, mm. it's sort of interesting. Uh, Brooks, do you have any thoughts on Big Brother? No, I <laughs> don't watch it. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I thought I'd try. Um, some shows that ended this year: Ed, M- Lizzie McGuire. What was the first one? Ed, Ed. Oh, no. Lizzie McGuire, Sex in the City, Home Movies. Um, 
the Jamie Kennedy Experiment, Friends, Hey Arnold, Wild Thornberries, Rocket Power, first version of Rugrats, Franklin, The Drew Carey Show, Johnny Bravo, The Man Show, and Andrew, I'm so sorry, Frasier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Crazy. I remember thinking though, like how insane it was that Frazier was still on uh, in 2004. Point. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow. That is sure. pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I did also want to mention Nickelodeon Splat was the last new show taped at Universal Studios. Oh wow. Dang. It was just like a, one of those mini commercial like between show things yeah well very good tv mediocre year i think at best uh, yeah but, uh andrew where should we go next um let's go on to album okay cool uh this is sort of an unusual pick for me but i went with feeling kind of Patton. Patton Oswald. I mean, like, when you watch some movie, it's like a movie about like, the young Beatles, and they'll show, like, a young Paul McCartney, nine years old, walking through Liverpool, and he looks into a shop window and sees an electric guitar and goes, oh, that looks nice. And then you, watching it, go, oh, that's so ironic, because he's going to be in the Beatles. Isn't that weird that he would look at that and go, oh, I'd like to have that? That's an ironic moment. But here's the thing. Every single one of you has had that same moment of irony in your lives. You just don't know what that moment is. You know what I mean? Like, you hope it's something good, don't you? I, I pray to God, mine's something good. I hope it, like, when I was, like, in the fifth grade, and I pants my friend in gym class, like, ha ha! And the teacher went, what are you, Oswald, a comedian? And then he go, oh, and then ironic, that guy grows up to be a comedian. His uh, first stand-up album um, had a huge place in my life for a few years um just like driving to see people at college or wherever um there was like a few year period there where i'd listen to it every where i went like any like long trip there and back um so funny so many good uh bits on there um yeah i just love that album so much man Patton's the best that's a that's a great pick i, yeah. I don't know why i don't ever consider comedy albums but um terrific album Patton's just so like un he's unstoppable like his he's Man. just funnier than everybody else um, great pick great pick you have a favorite joke or a favorite track from the album oh boy I mean there's a few amazing ones I love uh the pause um like egg uh, coloring oh yeah, yeah 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 uh i love the robert evans i love the um uh, what's his name tom carvel oh yeah uh, so uh, there's some great ones but those are those are great yeah yeah okay cool cool brooks favorite album yeah it's uh sort of a repeat with songs so it's actually that the cartel uh mm-hmm. their ep that's also titled the ransom It's, I think, seven or eight songs. It's just, it was the album that introduced me to Cartel, obviously. And 
you know, as you get older, like I don't follow obviously a whole lot of popular music now. And there's not a lot of bands I chase down, but like Cartel is the, they just started playing together again this summer after they've had some time off. And, you know, 20 years later, basically, you know, I'm, I still really enjoy listening to their music, even the new stuff that come out. So that's sort of like really what started it for me. It's like probably one of the three or four bands that I will like actively kind of keep up with in my old age now. So yeah very cool very cool um all right well band i've already mentioned uh put out my favorite album this year that would be phantom planet with their self-titled album You know, most people know them from California or the OC, and that's fine. That's fine. But if you've if you've not gotten past that, I really think this album here is their best. Um, I love the production on it. It's like it's so loud. It's just pretty much fully compressed and clipping, and um, every part on it is really interesting. Like every guitar part is really intricate. Every bass line, every you know, every beat. Um, a really really cool album uh kind of chaotic but um in the best way in still like a way where you can still hear the pop song despite the messiness of what's happening um i think big brat was kind of the single from this but it never really blew up uh like california or the guest um so but i i love this album um i really stand by phantom planet i feel like the oc kind of ruined any seriousness of their reputation but they're a legit like they write great songs they're great musicians um i don't know if you went to the show that year i saw them live that year uh at case did you go to that i don't think so i've seen them a couple times but i don't think it was a super depressing show so i had been listening to that album all year like in real time i thought it was just like such a masterpiece and so i remember being like oh i hope i can get into this case show i hope i can get in uh and then there was like nobody it was like in the gym and it was so depressing and i feel like i could feel the band uh like being like oh man like they looked discouraged um hate when that happens yeah Yeah. all right so phantom planet's my pick close call nice nice great album um my close call is the walkman bows and arrows sure Um, classic second album of theirs uh just a solid album all around um maybe not i don't think it's my favorite of their albums but um very good still uh yeah did you hear that hamilton lifehauser had ashes mailed to him (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) um no yeah a really cool album um i'm very glad i like mistakenly got to see the walkman live uh, again, mm-hmm. it was that show with Cass McCombs and in, in the Walkman, and I went to go see Cass McCombs. Um, <laughs> but uh, really, really cool band. Uh, you know, Hamilton Lifehauser, I think, gets all the attention. But uh, the guitarist from the band, Walter Martin, also has a really cool solo career. Mm. Uh, just worth checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, close call, Brooks. Yeah. So I get two uh, confessions uh, by Usher, American Idiot by Green Day. 
think for me this is was a weird time because like i stopped buying cds by that by now and there wasn't like now where something's released on apple and you're like get the whole album at once we you would sort of get what was on tv and then maybe what you downloaded on, on the internet um so it's like almost looking at it in hindsight like where were what were like the singles that i really really liked and when you look collective everything where it's like then i didn't own this album either one of these albums at the time so it's like kind of you piecing it together from stuff you downloaded or maybe a friend that had it or what you heard on the on the radio it was just kind of a, that weird time between like cds and like legitimate streaming and, and apple yeah uh, yeah oh, very cool cool um yeah both good picks nice um well i don't normally do this but i think i also have two picks here i just can't decide between them hmm. um i'll mention first elliot smith from a basement on the hill um this album was released um after his death uh he had died in 2003 he had been working on this album and so it was kind of taken on by a few friends and producers and finished and i remember there was a lot of kind of pushback as far as like is this how elliot would have wanted sequenced and mixed and whatever but even on its own it's just a really cool album very sonic uh and um yeah some some great great songs on this and then the other one i listened to a ton of that year again was ben queller on my way um, mm. just a bunch of great songs the rules hospital bed uh, my apartment hear me out um, and a disaster just a lot of a lot of really cool songs um, also wanted to shout out magnetic fields eye uh sandra lurche two-way monologue and the vines winning days as albums i was jamming to um i'll mention just a few more before we go uh, um this year the advantage put out an album this is a band that play that covers um like original nes music oh just amazingly uh just like really incredible i think brett and i maybe saw them at the grog shop by accident once or something okay um but uh really incredible band Uh, check them out if you like that kind of thing um i also want to mention phantom planet uh negatives Oh, negative. This was yeah. a B-side album, basically. Um, really good, though. Uh, I really love that. Like, almost could have been a lot of stuff that could have been uh, album songs. Um, Modest Mouse, good news for people who ate bad news. Um, that was Kev's pick. Nice. Uh, they Might Be Giants, The Spine. Mm. Um, not one of my favorites, but still pretty good. There's some good tracks on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Arcade Fire Funeral. Yeah, Karuna's pick. Yeah. Um, was there any other albums you wanted to shout out, Brooks? Uh, no, except for the we'll talk about Ferguson's in a hot minute, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, our most popular pick was Green Day American Idiot. Uh, that was picked mm-hmm. by Manny, Adventure USA, Matthew, and Katie. Uh, North Star Pollyanna was L- Lauren's pick. Allie and Brody picked The Dirty South by Drive-By Truckers. Um, Ben and Josh picked uh, Confessions by Usher. Uh, Sid picked Kanye, College Dropout. Um, Stephanie, Dupree, and Katie picked Hot Fuss uh, by The Killers. I mean, man, that album was huge that year. I mean, we can't really move from 2004 talking about music and not talk about The Killers. (laughs) Mr. Brightside? 
yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, a huge deal. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, Candace picked the Garden State soundtrack. Ah, that, that is good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, let's see. Clayton picked Talky Walkie by Air. Mm. Um, uh, Kiaz Clown picked Slipknot Volume 3. Our friend Vaughn picked More Adventurous by Rilo Kiley. Uh, James picked um, Milk-Eyed Mender by Joanna Newsom. Ethan picked Pressure Chief by uh, Cake. Yeah. Uh, Jordan picked Sung Tongs by Animal Collective. And let's see. TV on the radio was Logan's pick. And Samantha picked Underneath by Hanson. Mm. Some classic albums there. Yeah. That Garden State soundtrack was also a pretty big deal that year. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, anything album else album related? No, I mean Ferguson's. So. Oh yeah, let's do Ferguson's. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate to even do this, but my Ferguson has to be Marcy Playground MP3. Oh, oh wow! Um, I just like when it. The thing was. Like, a few years before, uh, like, not long after the second album came out, uh, I, or, like, the second official album, um, I got a, um, uh, downloaded, like, a live show that I listened to a lot, and they had a couple songs that would eventually appear on this album, mm-hmm. um, but when this finally came out, it was just, like, this felt, to me, way overproduced for them. Where I was like, you've lost, like the like grittiness or whatever it was that existed on those two albums, um, and then suddenly this was just like more polished sounding and like poppy, and uh, it just didn't work for me as well. Yeah, so, the album reminds me of kind of like a last gasp of a band trying to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were writing. Yeah. It felt like the songs were written to almost try to be hits. Yeah, and a couple of the songs, like again, like they had the earlier versions of them, were just like simpler, like more pared down, and they just sounded so yeah. much better. I, I remember I some of them: "Deadly Handsome Man," uh, yeah. "Rock and Roll Star." Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, That's yeah, I, you know, just, I'm just gonna cool. copy you. That'll be my pick too. Oh, well, a band a band we <laughs> loved but were hugely kind of uh, underwhelmed by that album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brooks, any Ferguson for album? Yeah, it. You could argue it's it's might be the best album that year, but uh, just because of the the uh, the artist, uh, the college dropout Kanye West. I mean, he's that album at the time was just. I thought super phenomenal, but I think I'm able to separate it from, or it's hard to separate it from like who Kanye West is kind of now as, as a, as a, you know, pretty divisive figure in pop culture. So, um, it's a sort of way to give it a little bit of prop, but also put it in a category where it's not really loved all that much. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Makes Makes sense. sense. Andrew, do you have the best selling album? Uh, yes. Um, any guesses? This is definitely guessable. We've mentioned it, probably, I think. Uh, Green, Green Day? No. 
I share confessions. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the album was huge. I mean, it, that, he had some huge hits on that yeah. album. So oh, it's yeah. not a surprise. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I uh, had just started working at a record store when that came out, and it was just like flying out the shelves. And I, I was looking at it, thinking like, how did like how did uh, the guy from the faculty become this <laughs> super <laughs> famous pop star? Like, what happened? <laughs> The faculty launched everyone, man. John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's, uh, we got two categories left here, video games and movies. And Lord knows I'm not in a rush to get to video games. So let's do mm. movies. Okay. Uh, yeah. My, my movie of the year is Shaun of the Dead. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your homes and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. So, what's the plan? Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got a guy lizard? Because I love yeah. the head. Um, yeah, just a fantastic uh, zombie, like, parody movie. Um, but more than that, um, just like a really great movie in itself, too. Um, I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Classic, hilarious, but also like touching at times, too. Um, just a, like immediately was like, this is an amazing movie. It was one of those movies like as I'm watching it, I'm like, yes, like I'm watching this right now. I'm seeing one of the best wow. movies right now. <laughs> Yeah, it is great. I mean, it pulls off something pretty miraculous in the fact that it it could have just been a spoof, but yeah, it's way more. It is a spoof, but it's way more because you actually care about the characters. They like they actually build a legitimately interesting world, and um, yeah, it's just it never really gets old. It's just one of those movies you can put on and enjoy for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. This was Big Boss Rao's pick, Logan's pick, and nice. Kev's pick, and it's my number six for the year. Whoa. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know these <laughs> other five. <laughs> Which, as I say it, is sounds low, but there's a lot of movies I like this year. As always. Um, Brooks, what's your favorite movie of 04? Yeah, so for me, it's, it's Miracle. You guys are playing like this is some throwaway game up in Rochester. Who we playing, Rammer? Sweden. Yeah, you're damn right, Sweden! In the Olympics! What the hell's wrong with you? Put your gear on. I said put your gear on! The doc told me I can't Yeah, yeah, I know. You got a bad bruise. You know what? Put your street clothes on, because I got no time for quitters. Come on, Herb. Nobody's quitting here. You worry about your own game. Only there to keep you busy. Bruise on a leg is a hell of a long way from the heart. What'd you call me? You heard me. You want me to play, huh? Is that what you want? I want you to be a hockey player! I am a hockey player! You want me to play on one leg? Huh? I'll play on one leg! Uh, I grew up... I grew up in what used to be former Hockey Town, USA. So hockey was everything. And 
you know, we used to watch, there was like an HBO documentary about the, that 1980 yeah. Olympic team. Uh, and we used to like watch it before big tournaments and stuff in high school. Um, and then I remember when this, I knew all the ins and outs. So like when I watched the movie itself, there was nothing that was surprising about it. I, I coached high school hockey at the time. So I was a huge Herb Brooks fan. Um, but I, it's one of the like movie going experiences I'll never forget because like people were like cheering in the movie like they were at the hockey game. It was like the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Like they would score and people were like standing up and clapping. It was, it was so odd, but um, like almost like they were like on the edge of their seat, not knowing what was going to happen. So uh, yeah, just like uh, just, it's a, it's a great moment in American history, right. At, uh, beating the Soviets. And I thought they did a pretty good job for Disney, for a Disney version of it. I thought they did a pretty good job of it. And it's always like an, an easy watch so nice yeah i like it yeah kurt russell is like unstoppable in that movie he's so good yeah great pick um miracle yeah uh well my pick uh i I feel like is pretty on brand um i'm going with the michelle gondry slash charlie kaufman film eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Here at Lacuna, we have a safe technique for the focused erasure of troubling memories. Is there any risk of brain damage? Technically, the procedure is brain damage. It's on a par with a night of heavy drinking. Nothing you'll miss. Ah! I'm in my head already, Arden. That baby's history. It's all being wiped away. They're erasing you, Clem. You'll be gone by morning. Whoa, careful. What? What? Step back. Broach the guy. I loved you on this day. This is the uh, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet vehicle. Uh, So interesting. Um, Great acting, great writing. The score by John Bryan is just beautiful. Um, And this is a movie that I just can easily rewatch. It's like, it's weird because usually I don't like rewatching sad movies, but this movie is just so quirky and mixes sad and comedy and optimism i don't know it's just a movie that i love returning to um jim carrey i think here is like oscar worthy good i mean he's really incredible in this movie yeah um yeah love it and just uh, the the inventiveness of the practical effects um in this movie are also just so cool and refreshing um yeah yeah uh fantastic movie singular um, yeah, I it for me it's not a movie that I can watch easily. It's too heavy to like just mm-hmm. randomly put on. But you got uh, cursed and dirt. Fantastic movie. You, you got Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> you got Mark Ruffalo. Elijah Wood. I mean, this thing is <laughs> yes, <man>. yeah, <laughs> jam packed cast. I think David Cross is in it for a second. Um. You said Kate Winslet already. Yeah, she's good. Clementine. Yeah, yeah, she's great. <laughs> good, we're um, in agreement. Yeah, good pick, good pick. Oh. <laughs> uh, close call. My close call, my official close call is Life Aquatic. Yeah. Let's just see if you can get one of these dolphins to swim under the hull and give us a look. Nah, either they can't hear us or they don't understand. Son of a 
sick of these dolphins. Just love it. It's Wes Anderson, of course. Um, I love the Wes Anderson, like little claymation things in there. Um, but I, I, you know, I just, I love the feel of this movie, the look of it. It's like, it feels blue somehow. Um, yeah, just a fun, fun, funny, so, sort of depressing as all Wes Anderson movies kind of are. Yeah, this is, yeah, just, I. this is a movie that literally almost every year of my life I like a little bit more than the year before. Mm. Um, and that is to say that when I saw it when it came out um, in the theater, and I I don't know, I must have been visiting maybe home from college or something. Uh, so my aunt and myself went to a movie, and my sister, who hates movies, she doesn't like going to movies, she thinks movies are a waste of time, uh, but she was like, I'll go with you guys. And they said, Joey, what should we see? And I said, Life Aquatic. <laughs> Which, for people who don't like going to movies, Wes Anderson, and in particular this Wes Anderson movie, is a terrible decision. Uh, I didn't know that, really. My sister was so miserable during this entire (laughs) film. It it ruined my experience so profoundly that I think I thought I hated Life Aquatic, because I was so upset that I dragged them to it. Um, so my experience, like they walked out, they're like, what was that, Joey? That was stupid. That was such a weird movie. And this is generally how my family, I think, reacts to any recommendation I make. That was weird. That was my parents literally call them Joey movies. Um, anyway, so it took me a very long time to like work my way back up to it, you know, but I watched it as recently as last year and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I should say, um, Bill Murray, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Steve Zissou? Jeez, now his name. Oh, is... Owen Wilson. Yes, but that's not who I was thinking of. Uh, what's, uh, Green Goblin. Oh, William Defoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's great. So um, good. Yeah, just just fantastic. Yeah, Kate Blanchett, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, really cool movie. Uh, Brooks, close call. Yeah, second time I'll make a reference to somebody hacking a limb off uh, in this podcast. Uh, mine is uh, Saw. I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, the most recent ones, like any horror, you know, sequels that come out, they just become super ridiculous. But uh, this first one, the the twist ending at the end, it just I I, it's just a great movie. I really enjoyed watching it. Obviously, it's never the same after the first time. Um, But yeah, just like an awesome watch in the movie theater. I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theater as well. Um, Yeah, good pick. Yeah, I I um I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, for some reason it took me a long time to get around to the Saw movies, but mm. uh I think this first one's really the only one that I like really enjoyed, so. 
it was almost like sort of a phenomenon when it came out. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. That's cool. That's why they tried to cash in all on sequel after sequel. Basically, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. every year they come out with a new one. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that Asaw was also Joey's pick. Uh, and Andrew Life Aquatic was Candace's pick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my definitive close call is the Quentin Tarantino film Kill Bill Volume 2. I know we haven't spoken in some time. And the last time we spoke wasn't the most pleasant. But you've got to get over being mad at me and start becoming afraid of me because she is coming and she's coming to kill you. And unless you accept my assistance, I have no doubt she will succeed. I don't dodge guilt, and I don't chew out of paying my comeuppance. Can we just forget the past? That woman deserves her revenge. deserve to die um okay this is my preferred kill bill i love it like the pace of it um i like that it's a little less violent and more story oriented um the characters in it are really good bill of course uh david carradine so good um sure yeah uh uh yeah madsen what's his name um michael michael madsen oh my gosh he is just silky smooth in this movie (laughs) it is uh, so weird how quentin tarantino like takes somebody like that and he's an amazing character like that's an amazing performance amazing character and then he's in just like nothing else or like just (laughs) some crap you know yeah i'm just like why can no one else tap into figure out where to put these people yes that's a that's a great Um, great point uh great movie of course any other movies you want to shout out andrew there's a lot this year yeah a lot of stuff um i heart huckabees boy love this movie um just connected with it for right from the beginning but i knew then like it wasn't going to be a popular movie um but it's just like a weird existential like dealing with like the weirdness of living a life kind of through all these different characters um i think it's still not out on blu-ray which is just like a crime i'm not sure what's (laughs) happening so another another incredible john bryan score yes oh my god that soundtrack i love it um amazing movie um also wanted to mention dig oh my uh, gosh so good (laughs) Uh, uh, Brian Jones Home Massacre uh, Dandy Warhol's documentary um, just like follows them on the road for like over the course of I think years uh, yeah. I'm not sure the, oh yeah like, time years yeah um, I, I don't even know what to like why it's just an amazing documentary I don't like being robbed from and it's highly against the law stealing from people how have you been robbed? well we'll see won't we Seymour Stein told me, sign him right away. With a name like that, you can't go wrong. Do you have my blessings? Go, girl. It's like following these two bands as they, like, both try to um, get some success, basically. And they're, like, on similar paths, sort of, but 
a different stuff happens to them. It's just like a fascinating uh, movie. It's yeah, amazing. the fact that one actually gets success and one doesn't, and then you watch like the yeah. jealousy and. I just yeah. rewatched this recently. It is on one of those free streaming apps. So oh, it's nice. out there. Nice. Um, and it's it, something that really is interesting, at least for me, is like when I get to the end, or well, you know, watching both of these bands, it ends up being like the band that I sort of connected with more in the documentary and in their music like, yeah. is the one that doesn't get anything basically it's right just, yeah so yeah really really great um highly recommend that one awesome um yeah. also just wanted to some other ones uh hellboy came out that year yep. uh Guillermo del toro one really ethan, great the first ethan, one especially ethan's yeah. pick nice nice love it um do we we might have mentioned harry potter uh prisoner of azkaban mm-hmm. came out that year uh chronicles of riddick i love this movie uh vin diesel it's a sequel to pitch black but this is like this is one of my all-time like sequel sci-fi movies like just uh that like took everything up a notch it was just a really good sci-fi movie um the dawn of the dead remake pretty good Mm, yeah uh dodgeball came out this year (laughs) manny's pick nice nice. uh saved i don't know uh oh yeah Uh, yeah that's vaughn's pick oh nice Nice. um envy oh my gosh jack black ben stiller (laughs) yeah yeah. so good so underrated (laughs) such a weird movie i think i want to say we might have seen it in the theater together we sure Uh, did but okay okay (laughs) so weird (laughs) um uh oh just to say something about envy uh it's like about they one of them invents a spray that like makes poop disappear like dog poop (laughs) um anyway a great movie um mean girls came out this year oh yeah uh ben and Um, stephanie's pick ah nice uh butterfly effect Mm -hmm. it was kind of a big one that year uh napoleon dynamite uh shay and sid's pick nice yep um before sunset yeah um, yeah james's pick nice uh anchorman came out that year of course uh garden state we mentioned um harold and kumar the first one um euro trip which weirdly i thought was better than road trip maybe i'm alone sorry go ahead uh, you're well. You're, like just pole. just to say, you're not alone. Matthew also picked Eurotrip. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, and so and so did Dupree. Wow, nice. I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, Team America, The Grudge, Seed of Chucky, SpongeBob movie, Alien vs Predator, The Aviator, uh, The Village, which mm-hmm. is relevant. Yep. Right now for us, <laughs> um, and. Taxi, the Queen Latifah. Oh wow! Um, uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon vehicle. Uh, boy, I mean, th- I feel like that's an underrated comedy. I just <laughs> think it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I did not expect the uh, a taxi take. <laughs> uh, any other movies you want to shout out, uh, Brooks? 
just million dollar baby. That was oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Tony yeah. Wood, Morgan Freeman, yeah. Hilary Swank. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh well, um other ones here, Collateral. Remember that with Jamie mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx yeah. and Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. Like that one. I, I I was dangerously ill during that movie too. Um <laughs> I went over to Alan's brother's house and they just like oh, I don't think I'd ever done a jello shot. And they mm-hmm. just had jello shots all over the table. And I was like, I think they were chocolate, which is my kryptonite. So I think I was just like having it because I wanted the chocolate. But I didn't realize that I was like poisoning myself. Um, and during collateral, I ju- I was just like <laughs> in a different like, like in was a, on TV or no, we went to the movies. Oh. <laughs> we went to the movie theater. I got oh, a, yeah, yeah, I got a big bucket of popcorn. And uh, I was just like in a level of hell or something like and then um, I immediately got very sick when we got back to his house. But um, anyway, fun, fun experience. That's also Quincy's pick. That, I mean, that would be enough to make me hate collateral. But <laughs> That's how good it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the SpongeBob movie, mm, which yeah. I which I think is great. Uh, is, yeah. for a Nickelodeon movie and um, also tied to a major event, which is uh, the girl I had dated at that point for like two and a half years. We went and saw that and then broke up after. <laughs> right after. <Jeez. laughs> like probably within two hours of seeing SpongeBob. Oh boy. <laughs> All these like traumatic <laughs> events around these movies that you love somehow. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's what led me to this podcast of like, I got to work this out. Um, yeah. Uh, Sideways, which was Allie's pick, uh, oh, like that yeah. movie. Uh, Josh picked The Village. Uh, a couple comedies I want to shout out here: Club Dread, um, mm. Along Came Polly, and Fifty First Dates. Ooh, uh, yeah, love them. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I think they're fine. I don't know. Fifty First Dates is just like so pleasant. Just, That's good. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's like meditating. Along Came Polly. I Along just Came never, Polly. Uh, Never like connected with. I don't oh know. boy, Ben Stiller, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, Tour de Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. is pretty funny in that. Actually, <laughs> what's he say? <laughs> Iceman. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, I had Before Sunset, Dig, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Which man, what a huge sensation that was that year. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I saw that way too many times in the theater. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Life Aquatic. Um, my number four, which is also Brad's, uh, I Heart Huckabees. This is this is the only movie, I guess, except with the exception of The Village, which I watched for our Patreon episode. But I Heart Huckabees is the only one I actually went back and watched for this podcast to make sure Mm. it's still held up. And boy, does it hold up! It is so funny. (laughs) Henry David Thoreau, Robinson Jeffers, the National Geographic Society. Suppose they're all socialists. You're you're talking about socialism. No, I'm not. I'm talking about not covering every square inch of populated America with houses and strip malls until you can't even remember what happens when you stand in a meadow at dusk. What happens in the meadow at dusk? Everything. 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 It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I work for an electrical engineering firm, son, and we do a lot of commercial and residential contracts. And if development stops, so does my paycheck. Then Stephen couldn't be here as our guest, could he? So your ideas hurt Stephen. I'm not hurting Stephen. That's an outrageous accusation. Don't use that tone of voice. Well, I think you started that tone, sir, and I think it's entirely possible for your engineering firm to have jobs for people, preserve open spaces, have contracts, do the... What's he doing? Why is he closing his eyes? 
Do you have a job, Tom? I'm a firefighter. Oh, God bless you. A hero. I'm not a hero. We'd all be heroes if we quit using petroleum, though. Excuse me? You say you're Christians living by Jesus' principles, but are you? Yeah, of course what? we are. Jesus is never mad at us if we live with him in our hearts. I hate to break it to you, but he is. He most definitely oh. is. Jude Law as Brad in that movie is magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my number three uh, would have been Anchorman. Just a, such mm. a funny movie. I mean, really, I know it's like become so popular it might be a little cheesy, but it really holds up. It's yeah. funny. Did you? Did you ever see the like alternate full version? Yeah, it was on the DVD I had. Uh, I never saw it. I, I was just wondering. Not as good. It's like they're trying to like do a story on this like vigilante government group. Mm. It was a it, it was okay, but not as funny. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, a few listener picks here. Uh, Gort, Jordan and Nikki picked Garden State. Uh, Mister Fraser nice. picked Man on Fire. Uh, Vince picked Shrek 2. Mm. Adventure USA picked a very depressing World War II movie called Downfall uh, about <laughs> Hitler. Um, Richie picked Without a Paddle, a classic. <laughs> Tim nice. picked Mind Game. Um, and mm. Samantha picked The Notebook, which was a huge sensation. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ferguson's? Yeah, I can't believe nobody put this as like their favorite movie this year, but mine is Van Helsing. Oh, with, that that's uh, my Ferguson too. Wow, nice. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited for like a modern Van Helsing movie. And it yes. sucks so bad, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. And it doesn't even make sense because it's like it's like one of those things where it's mo- it's a movie full of monsters. This thing yes. should be easiest thing in the world uh-huh. to like make amazing yes you know? uh yeah it's just somehow horrible uh hugh jackman his one of his low points i guess yes you know? um and this also happened to be there was like a uh like a category of movie that when i was working at this used uh store that like would get traded in like beyond anything else like there was so many copies of it it was just kind of unbelievable and this is one of those van mm, helsing it was yeah. like everybody in the world owned it at one point yeah like, what is going on with this movie um, such a stinker yeah. the, the effects were terrible yeah. underwhelming yeah nonsense uh i was angry yeah <laughs> more of an adventure movie you know but it, but not for sure. Great either. Nope. nope. <laughs> Brooks, any Ferguson? Yeah, I can't say I lost as much sleep over that. As did, but, um, <laughs> uh, white chicks. I don't know if we need to say uh, sleep over. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we need to say any more. But uh, white chicks. That movie was. <laughs> it's just like I. I can't even when it's on TV. You're, you know, just flipping through the channels or whatever. Like, I can't even watch like 10 seconds. It's just so ridiculous. And I, I have to wonder, it's like another movie. Like, could you do that one today? I, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, yeah. it, they shouldn't if they could. It's just, it's just so bad. It's just, yeah. They look what so if, weird. But what if they did make white chicks and it was like a prestige, you know, like what if, it, what if they did it tastefully? <laughs> prestige. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. 
this was it just like i don't know i i'd, I'd be careful when I, they just looks like just look, it just looks so odd. like if like you're like if you're just like try to like okay maybe this is like actually like feasible and then you look at like what they look like it's like how yes if this was real life it'd be like what is happening yeah like, like what are these yeah. people yeah um do you guys yeah. get the title though okay. what do you mean joana man <laughs> is there something to get what are you Joanna being serious man? like it Wait, sounds like i about white chicks we're talking about white chicks Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. You're, 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 I think Joanna Man came out a little bit later, right? This was a basketball player. And it was right? earlier. I'm looking at it right now. Um, you know what? I'm so sorry. I had a brain fart. We're talking white chicks. I looked up Joanna Man to see if anybody was also involved in that, since it's like a gender switch thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, the Wayans. I don't know. Were the Wayans brothers involved in Joanna Man? I don't no. think they were. I don't. But it definitely was like a category of movie. For a couple of years of like, you know, I am something I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, just really bad. Yeah. White really chick. bad. <laughs> that was a movie that was definitely on our movie channel at college, like all the time. Mm. Just repeating. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my Ferguson was uh Van Helsing. Terrible. Uh, but I also noted uh, the Lady Killers, very bad, worst Coen Brothers movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meet the Fockers, a extremely uh, yeah. mediocre follow up to a classic. I mean, I thought it was like might as well. It was basically to me as good as the first one. That is the craziest thing I have ever heard <laughs> in my life. Not hyperbole. You think Meet the Fockers is on the same level as Meet the Parents? More or less. I mean, you know, not maybe not quite as good, but like in the same realm. Oh my god! Like they're both between somewhere one and ten. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't love either of them, so I'm like, you know, neither of these are like untouchable comedies to me. Oh my god! Meet the they're Parents is fine. an untouchable comedy. Five stars. Yeah. Check my letterbox. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, okay, yeah. Meet the Fockers, trash. Uh, Supersize Me, trash. Polar Express. Mm, I, I know I'm going to upset some people. Uh, it's, a, it's a horror movie. The Polar Express is a horror movie. I've seen it one too many times. The animation is atrocious. It's horrifying. Things of nightmares. One of the child children in the movie has an adult actor's voice. It, I just... I don't know what he was hoping to achieve with this movie. Unfortunately, it's a Christmas movie. So now it's like mandatory watching in every home. Uh, but it stinks. Yeah. I mean, it's bizarre. It's too bizarre for me to like pay attention to it. I can't get over the look of it. Joanna man. Yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm messing with you. I know. Right. <laughs> um, uh, top grossing movie. Hmm. We mentioned it once. Uh, it's got to be uh, the Notebook. No, mm. actually, and it's not Harry Potter. Shockingly, oh, what what Harry Potter came out that year? Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, we mentioned it. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, somebody mentioned it somewhere along the line. Dig. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'll tell you. Troy? Troy? No, no. Okay. Right. It's Shrek 2. Oh, yeah. Shrek, Vince, yeah. Vince's pick. Um, yeah, I, that makes sense. Okay. Should we finish this out with uh, video games? Oh, yeah. Baby. <laughs> um, my top video game of the year, Mario Power Tennis GameCube. Um, I love all the Mario sports games. They're just really fun and addictive. Um, so this was okay. another great one. Didn't play this one, but I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> Brooks, favorite game? Yeah, so I was like I said, I was pretty much out of the video game realm at this point. But uh, the one that I would still play on my computer was the, the NHL series. So in this case, I guess it would be NHL. It would always come out the year before. So NHL 2005. It was like the one game I would buy every couple of years. Like I said, I, I played hockey growing up a ton. Was still coaching at the time. So it was a good way to kill some time on the bus and stuff. So. Gotcha. Cool. Thanks. Uh, well, I don't know any video games from this year. Uh, so I'll read some listener picks. Our most popular three picks easily were um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That was Adventure USA. I'm Drunk Man, James, Sid, Joey, and Quincy's pick. Um, Halo 2, uh, Mr. Frazier, Manny, Tim, and Honky J's pick. And Sims 2 was Lauren, Vince, and Richie's pick. Um, you, you play any of those? Um, no, actually. I mean, I have once played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Sims? Uh, I, oh, I've played a Sims game. Yeah, maybe not that one, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, close call? Um, yeah, I have some to mention. Uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. It was a DS game. It's like a puzzle-ish game. Um, pretty fun. Uh, Beautiful Joe... I think one and two came out there weirdly. Uh, Katamari Damacy, weird game where you would like roll this ball around and like things just stick to it, and like eventually you're picking up buildings and stuff with this ball. Um, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, Mario 64 DS, which was cool, notably for being able to play as like a bunch of different characters. It was basically Mario 64, but. Um, now you can play as like Wario and Luigi and whatever. It's cool. Uh, and finally, Mario Party Six. Oh yeah, like it, like it. Uh, Brooks, close call. Getting off in the rest of the way, gentlemen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, some of our listeners' uh, favorites. Uh, Kev picked Fable. Um, Brett picked Sly Two: Band of Thieves. Mm. Dupree picked Spider-Man 2. Nikki picked uh, Nikki picked Burnout 3 Takedown. Brody and Shay picked Star Wars Battlefront. Katie picked Silent Hill 4. Uh, Big Boss Rauz picked Metal Gear Solid 3. And Matthew picked Tony Hawk Underground 2. Mm. Uh, did you have any Ferguson's, Andrew? Um, I do have a Ferguson. It is called Metroid Prime Hunters First Hunt. And it's a demo game for the DS. 
and it like was packaged in with a bunch of DS systems when you bought it. Mm -hmm. So this was the year I again that I started working at this store and people were trading this thing in all the time. So we just had a million copies of this crappy <clears throat> demo game that was just nothing. Nobody wanted to buy it. It was just it was just a a worthless thing. Was it part of like the like original Metroid series for like Nintendo, the part of the same like uh, um, like series, it, yeah, yeah, it's part of the same series. Okay, cool. Okay, well, uh, um, sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have some other, a couple other random uh, facts about for this year. Okay, uh, World of Warcraft was released. I can't mm. believe nobody picked that. Wow, it's like the biggest game in the world for a few years there. Uh, but I never really played it. Uh, but uh, our guests, Brett and Alex, did play that a lot <laughs> for a few years there. Um, the Nintendo DS was released this year. Mm. And the top selling game was, of course, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ah, um, yeah. Boy, that game sold like it was insane. I mean, I from this point till like 10 years later almost. They were still selling when I was working at the store. They're still selling new copies of this, and they were like flying off the shelves, like it just never stopped. Anyway, that that and uh, um, what was the movie Van Helsing? Oh yeah, Van Helsing. It's yeah. like all right, give me Usher confessions, Van Helsing, and yeah. San Andreas, and I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, well, should we sports recap? Mm, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Brooks, you sound like you follow sports uh, a little closer here. Do you know who won the Super Bowl that year? I do. It was a common occurrence at the time that my New England Patriots. Yes. <laughs> uh, 32 over the Panthers, 29. Um. Brooks, you gonna go see eighty for Brady? <laughs> There's another podcast that I listen to that is ripping that apart. I saw it was like number two in the movies. And like, I was like, I have to read the reviews on this. I mean, if you're from New England, obviously, like you know, you're you're probably a huge Tom Brady fan. I mean, we are super spoiled. So, I mean, I think the movie is kind of ridiculous, but it's been a couple months since I've been to the movie theater. So, and, and me and my dad are about to head to Florida and play some golf. So, if we get bored one night, we might have to just <laughs> stop by. And <laughs> I mean, if anything, it's like reliving the Patriots winning a Super Bowl again because I have, I guess, they have footage from the games themselves. So. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. I mean, it's you know, just for that, it might be worth it. So, it's such a perfect formula. Take like one of the most famous athletes in America find some of the most charming older actresses you know what i mean like it's it, it feels like an algorithm came up with this movie yeah i mean it beat avatar <laughs> this weekend so i mean it was week seven <laughs> avatar but <laughs> oh man I, yeah I, yeah okay um anybody know who won the nba finals detroit pistons yeah pistons that over the lakers a, yeah that was the year i think later was it later on that year with the malice in the palace i think that was in 2004 yes. with a huge fight yep. in the in the stands yeah yes indiana and detroit uh yeah that was in the the start of the 0405 season um 
Yeah, that's a good call. Malice in the Palace. Yeah. So, I'm, Andrew, you know you know what that is? No. The basketball players went into the crowd and like started walloping people. You remember that? <laughs> they were like fighting fans, fighting each yeah. other and fighting fans. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a really there's like a Netflix. Like, oh, sorry. There's yes. like a Netflix um, <laughs> series on like I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix of like like ridiculous things that happen in sports and that like yes. interviews the guy that like fought with Ron Artest and everything. Yes. Yes. Wild. Wild. I watched that. It's called <laughs> Untold Malice yeah. at the Palace. And it is even if you don't care about basketball or sports, it's it's a fun watch. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. We're trying to sell you hard, Andrew. Um <laughs> Of course, we have the Red Sox sweeping the Cardinals in the World Series. I feel like the 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 real exciting conclusion there was them beating the Yankees, but yeah. uh, you know you got to finish it off. Uh, and then the Stanley Cup this year, we get the Lightning over the Flames in a seven-game series. Uh, so, anything else sports-related? No, I mean just the Olympics. We talked touch on yeah. that a little bit. That was a big yep. big thing going on that summer. Yes, yes, for sure. All right. Well, that uh, that brings us to the end of our year in review, two thousand four. Lots of mm-hmm. lots of things to consider there. Lots of variety. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Pretty good year. Minus year. TV. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'd agree with that. For the New England fan, as I said, it was a great sports year, and with TV, I'll go with the. It was a good year for the guilty pleasures. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Everybody, go out there. Watch Wife Swap. Um, Catch a Predator. (laughs) And to to clarify, so I don't like get in trouble for libel or whatever. uh, He he was arrested on like a a, like something that had to do with them um, trying to get like evidence from him for a predator case. I think he didn't turn over the evidence or something like that. So there was like a warrant for his arrest for not like submitting. Which is slightly different than maybe what I thought I heard. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, but he, interesting. He also got in trouble for bouncing a check too. So, so I read that. <laughs> Jesus, uh, guy. Spe- <laughs> speaking of Chris Hansen, um, there's a really good little video online with Bill. H- he Bill Hader does like a really good Chris Hansen impression, and there's a video of him meeting him and them like doing a talking together and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, that puts a wrap on that. But Andrew, what are we talking next? Um, who next time we're do we're talking rewrite your own episode. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick episodes from Nickelodeon somewhere and yeah. uh, rewrite them. Yeah, uh, you, you, we were doing a writing episode and you brought this up as like a fun idea of like, well, or not, we were reviewing an episode and you said like this could use a rewrite. That was just such yeah. a, I think, fun idea. So we'll pick an existing episode of Nick and uh, we'll see if we can make it better or make it different. Maybe not better, but yeah, put, it, put your own spin on it. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun challenge. Maybe um, bad, just Jake the Snake, you know. Mm. I mean, those are those are right. Uh, I, I would it would feel blasphemous to touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I don't know. You can't be written any any work. So. Um, 
Although it would be, well, never mind, never mind. Um, also, uh, as mentioned, we're on Patreon now. We have an exclusive episode, which is called the M. Night Shyamalan episode. Uh, we rank, well, we go through all his movies. We kind of create a hall of fame for him. Uh, we also review Knock at the Cabin. So if you're looking for more content, you can find it there. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at POC Podcast, on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Patreon. Uh, leave a review. That helps other people find us. And uh, Brooks, thank you so much for, uh, I mean, doing a year in review is not a small ask. So we, we really appreciate it. No, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. That was a fun app. And um, until next time, rats off to you, listeners. You know what's funny the first thing i think of though when anybody says saw is shaquille o'neal i i don't know it's been a while okay it's been a while anyway great uh, great pick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>